0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Tomorrow night sees the dawning of a new era for Scotland's men's team when Steve Clark takes charge of his first game as manager as we face Cyprus in a Euro 2020 qualifier at Hamden. Our women's side will make history in France at tea time on Sunday as they play their first ever World Cup tie. And just to add some spice, we take on England. And as the old firm look to strengthen their squads ahead of next season, Celtic are understood to have had a two £2 million bid for Motherwell midfielder David Turnbull rejected. Yes, good evening David and uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. We're looking every day to see who the big two have went in for, the rumours going to bow, who's going to sign what, uh, what squads are going to be at the beginning of the season. David Turnbull uh, apparently um, Motherwell rejected a £2 million bid. Uh, I don't blame them. You're looking at a young 19-year-old uh, with bags and bags of talent uh, Sports writers Young player of the year uh, Scored something In the region of 15 goals From midfield And the Celtic fans I think will be quite anxious David In the fact of Will they do A John McGinn here Will they sit in their hands And lose another Fantastic talent Another side of City Rangers have done A little bit of business But they're still Trying to improve their squad But all eyes Have got to be on The international teams Tomorrow and the women's team on Sunday. This is Dave Galloway joined this evening by Gordon DL through till seven tonight. Have your say by calling us on 01419511025 or you can get in touch at Twitter at Clyde SSB. So Gordon, excitement mounting as we've touched upon ahead of it. A huge international weekend for Scotland's men and women. Yeah, interesting tomorrow night. Uh, I think there will be a better crowd if, uh, with Steve Clark's first game in charge. Interesting to see the team he's going to pick, Dave, to be honest with you. Uh, interesting to see the tactics, uh, formation. Uh, he's brought in five uncapped players. Uh, a lot of them from Kilmarnock, the players he knows very well. And tonight, I think, will be interesting to hear if anybody phones in what they think Steve Clark's starting lineup in his first international game should be against Cyprus. We should beat them. But Scotland seem to let you down now and again. There's no easy games. But I've got a funny feeling that we're going to go off to a terrific start tomorrow night under Steve Clark. I sincerely hope you're right. Well, what a week it has been for Scotland captain Andy Robertson. Last weekend, the Liverpool left-back became the first Scot to lift the Champions League trophy since uh, Dortmund's Paul Lambert way back in 1997. Tomorrow night, he leads his country into action in the Euro qualifier against Cyprus. It's all a far cry from just a few years ago when he played for Queen's Park, but he's taking it all in his strides. I think that's enough in the past now that I don't really you know I don't think about it I think you've known me long enough that I'm one to look forward and you know I've never really looked back and now I need to look forward to you know hopefully you know having more of the feelings that I did on Saturday so look as if, of course it's an incredible feeling coming back to to where it all started and, and seeing where I've came but you know I generally don't think about um you know when I used to come in here to work anymore because you know that's that's far enough you know in the past and now I feel as if you know I'm well, I'm at the one of the best clubs in Europe and, um, you know, I'm doing doing pretty well winning the Champions League. So I just focus on that and, and trying to produce more moments that I did on Saturday. 
Wow, Gordon, what a down-to-earth young man he is. Yeah, he is our captain now, deservedly so. Fairy tale story, you've got to say. They've um, gone from Queen's Park. He deserves every bit of success he's got because he's worked very hard for it. He's level-headed lad. He's a terrific talent. He turns up for every Scotland squad, proud to play for his country. I'll be the same tomorrow night, especially after winning the Champions League. You would forgive him not to have his mind on a game against Cyprus at Hamden in front of probably 20-odd thousand people. But that's the kind of lad he is, and that's what we need in the international side. And it shows you a great attitude and a great leader ahead. Keep the uh, calls coming in. They're starting to uh, stack up now. The number to call, of course, is 01419511025 or have your say on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's uh, speak to Alec uh, in Parkhead. In fact, we'll we'll just go back. We seem to have lost that one. We we'll just go back to the uh, the lines in uh, just a moment. So uh, the Steve Clark Revolution. It starts tomorrow night as he takes charge of our national team uh, for the first time. Of course, his appointment came against the backdrop of doom, gloom, and despair, fueled by results like that disastrous defeat uh, to uh, Kazakhstan. Um, but um, you know, Steve Clark, he's taking it uh, very much. In his stride, and he says that the the slate has been wiped clean. You can't just ignore uh, what happened before. So obviously, I've had a little look at those games, uh, but that's in the past. Uh, there's been a, a really positive response from, by and large, most people since, since I was appointed in the in the job. Like I said before, there's a lot in the group who've who've had a positive finish to the end of the season, and hopefully, when we get the group and they get the team on the pitch on on Saturday night, we we can continue that positivity. I think that's really important for us. Uh, obviously, it'll be the like I said before, when I did the the earlier press conference, I think it was about couple, it was only a couple of weeks ago, but it feels like two, three months ago. Uh, I said about it being the pinnacle of my career and, and standing out there to, tomorrow night in front of the Scotland supporters as manager of the national team will be a will be an emotional occasion for me, and hopefully I don't burst into tears. Eh? Oh, let's hope not, Gordon. But it's obvious how much this all means to Steve Clark taking charge of his country's team. Yeah, you heard him there. He said he's going to be a proud man. And, um, you know, it's got to be a big, big night for him. And he deserves it because of the job that he achieved down at Rugby Park. He took a team that was down bottom of the league and the success he had was tremendous. And I think that everybody in Scotland, when the job became available... The first name on their lips was Steve Clark. The SFA went about their business brilliantly. They persuaded him to come and be the Scotland manager. So his reign starts tomorrow and hopefully it will be a very positive one. And I've got a funny feeling tomorrow night is going to be a positive one. We'll get your um, team lineup a little later on. But how, how should he approach this game tactically? Does he go out? All guns blazing, just go for it from the very first whistle. Well, the one thing about him, he's a very experienced coach. He's worked under a lot of terrific managers. He's been his own man. He's been very successful since he came up to Scotland. He's obviously done a lot of homework. Uh, he knows the players. He knows what they're all about. Um, I think he'll just go about it the same way as, you know, his club football. He's very well organised. That's his big thing. Every player that's played under Steve Clark will tell you organisation is everything to him. 
So I think we'll be very well organised tomorrow night I think he's got a good squad there There's one or two question marks Who will play and who won't Everybody will have their own opinion That's why I said tonight Be interesting to see if anybody phones in And thinks of what Steve Clark's team should be uh, But I think he'll be very positive tomorrow night In his first game Especially at home Especially against Cyprus We're expecting to win this one on the subject of who should and, and shouldn't play, it is an extended, expanded 27-man squad. No Rangers players, though. Is that a surprise? Um, no, well, you're trying to look at who you could make a case for, guys like Ryan Jack and that in there. Uh, no, Steve Clark's his own man. It's nothing to do with this. Um, you know, he was linked with Celtic and he's brought in his Kamarnock players. Steve Clark... Knows where he's going with this job He's decided that's his squad I'll be really interested tomorrow night To see his start in 11 I'll be um, Interested in the fact of how he approaches it Does he go with two Solid centre backs Or does he go with one that can For instance I'll give you my opinion Like Charlie McGrew Now people will be thinking Well he's past it and he's older And But the one thing about McGrew is I expect us to get a lot of the ball tomorrow night at Hamden. He's great on the ball. He's a great passer of the ball. He's great at free kicks. His delivery from corners is important. So I wouldn't be surprised if he throws him into the equation. Uh, maybe beside McKenna. Some people think Suter. I would probably go McKenna. Uh, my big question mark's probably up front. Who does he go with up front? I think that the three is Burke, who has been... Shocking at Celtic And been left out Johnny Russell who's, Who you know Still match fit Or Brophy Who he had at Kilmarnock And knows him so well I think that's a choice Who he goes with Up front That's a big one for me Yeah Scotland obviously Overwhelming uh, Favourites in this one But um, You know Is patience going to be Important um, Tomorrow Because fa- fans may turn up Thinking oh Well We should wipe the floor With this lot That's a That's a big worry uh, Dave You can't turn up Nowadays At any game Any game whatsoever And think Right We're better in Cyprus Of course we're better in Cyprus The rankings tell us We're better in Cy- Cyprus We're at home tomorrow night We should beat them Now I don't think we're going to turn up and beat them 4-5-0 and five nil and it's going to be a canter. I think that the Scotland fans turning up have got to be patient. Steve Clark has only had so much time to get his points over, his organisation over. That will take time as well. So I still think that any win tomorrow night is a positive win. Do I want a good performance on top of it? I would love to see that. But I'll take the three points. Yeah, we're we're looking at a crowd, um, predicted crowd of somewhere in the the twenties thousand. So w- whether your glass is half full or half empty, it's going to be Hamden's going to be half full or or half empty. Is that is that is that about all we can expect? Yes, I think you. Um, I think it's a lot better, and no disrespect because I've got a lot of time for Alan McLeish, but I think a lot of Scotland fans had turned off uh, Dave, and I think the crowd would have been a lot smaller had Alex still. Being in charge tomorrow night So at least that's a little bit of uh, Improvement And it's up to Steve Clark to now Generate that excitement again With the Tartan Army Get them flooding back there to Hamden Get them getting the support behind the team That's that's why he's been brought in And I think tomorrow night Is the start of a long journey for him Yeah, um, the Steve Clark uh, revolution it, It's It would be great You know, with 
with all the all the feel good factor that is evidently building up when you speak to the Tartan Army. There is the excitement that we've touched upon. Um, how important though is it to to get a, a solid result? Oh, it needs a result. It can't. Uh, I know that um, nobody will be out calling for his head if he loses, but he's got to get off and hit the ground running. That's why he's been brought in. The excitement's there. Players are now out talking about how wonderful it's been since his arrival. The organisation, the training, you know, the, the meetings all the time, the double sessions. He's trying to get as much work in as he possibly can. He has really got to hit the ground running tomorrow night. I've no fear that he'll achieve that. Okay, let's uh, take the first call of the evening. The number to call, uh, do keep them coming in. We'll stack them up. 01419511025. On the line now is uh, William from Craigend. Uh, good evening, William. What's your points? Hello, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Hi, William. Very well, thank you, William. It's just a wee, it's just a wee point that Gordon made at the start of the show there where does he think Celtic will do another again? I just think Celtic have done really well without McGinn, you know. Uh, and uh, a point about uh, the boy Turnbull, mm-hmm. I was wanting to ask Gordon if if he thinks that the two million offer bid was derisory uh, for a nineteen-year-old. Well, William, I think it's just uh, the normal for two clubs getting round the table. Uh, you know, the the buying club will always gain low, and the selling club will always want higher. And then somewhere along the line, uh, if it can be done, then they'll meet in the middle. There'll be a few add-ons there if he gets Scotland caps or if he moves on, there may be another percentage. That's what happens in the modern-day game. Um, I'm not surprised that if Celtic have officially put that first bid in at £2 million, I'm not surprised it's been rejected. Now, £2 million, and you've got to say, Alan Burroughs, well done to you, if it is a £2 million bid on that table, that is a lot of money to Motherwell Football Club. That is incredible money. But he believes that his player is worth more than that. And I tend to agree with him because this is a 19-year-old. As I say, the goals he scored last season, his performances, I think going to a club, i.e. like Celtic, and working with players of that quality, as he gets older and matures, I think he'll get better, and I think his value will go up and up and up. You look at McGinn just now, right? If you had said, we'll take McGinn for four million, it's an absolute snip at four million. And I think Turnbull will be the exact same. Yeah, and is, is it a case of Celtic need to put their money where, where their mouth is then? Because some people would obviously think, well, there's lots of money at that club, surely mm. three or four million, a, you know, it, it would be, as you just touched upon, a solid investment. I think I think there's two sides to this, Dave. What you said there is 100% right. A lot of Celtic fans would be saying, look, we've got the money, spend it. I think Peter Lowell runs a very tight ship and works very well at Celtic Football Club financially. So they're not just going to go out in their first bid and say to Motherwell right what do you want for Turnbull well we want 3 million no problem there 3 million it doesn't work that way it does not work that way at all the two clubs will sit down they'll have a chat about it the first bid will come in it'll be not bad eventually you'll see somewhere in the middle but what I'm saying is like McGinn it's not only Celtic it's interesting this boy 
And down in England, they've got bags and bags of money that might just say, do you know what? See for three million if his mother was asking price. See for three million. What a snip that is. That's 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 a no-brainer. And someone might just come in behind Celtic. So if Celtic are really keen on getting this lad, they need to watch how they go about it. William, I guess the the fear is that Celtic yet again, uh, you know, could miss out on a a, a really good uh, prospect. I mean, what are your thoughts? Well, I, th- I look at uh, Ewan Henderson. I look at Mikey Johnson. You know, would Celtic sell them for two million pound? Would they sell them for three three million pound? I look at Liam Henderson. Uh, they let go, and now he's in the Serie A. So, I look at talent that's in the squad, and I look at talent within Scotland that's that. And it's hard. I think it's hard. Obviously, as Gordon says, there's there's a bit of back forward, back forward, and how much the players value that. But a 19 year old, I think it's still young, and I think two two million pound is a decent offer. I don't think it's a a derisory offer. I think it's a decent first offer, and maybe two point six, two point seven, maybe get him. I don't know, but. Uh, well, you might. I agree I with you. I, d- I don't think Celtic have embarrassed herself uh, by going in and saying, "Right, we'll give you two million It's different if they they walked up to Mother and said, "They're five hundred thousand. We know that you've not got a lot of money. Take it, and uh, we'll take your player." But they've not. They've went in with well, accordingly went in with two million. Uh, I don't think that's a, a bad first offer. But I agree with you. I think if if Mother will want three million plus the fact. Take this into consideration as well. The lad might want to go down south. He might not want to go to Celtic. I don't know. You know, you know, if a bid comes in from a club, which I presume there will be from down south, I think he may have options and it'll be up to the player then. OK, William, thank you very much indeed uh, for your call. Let's take a quick look at Twitter, at Clyde SSB, if you want to have your say. This is from uh, GM28 Turnbull, 19-year-old, playing at Motherwell. £2 million is a decent offer for a youngster who does not have a lot of experience. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We will return following the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon DL and me, Dave Galloway, here with Clyde One Super Scoreboard through till 7 o'clock. Give us a call to voice your opinion. The number is 0141 951 1025 or have your say on Twitter at Clyde SSB. So Steve Clark is all set for his debut as Scotland manager at Hamden tomorrow night where we take on Cyprus in a Euro 2020 qualifier and he's very impressed with the quality of his squads. Really surprised that there has been so much negativity around the national team and hopefully, like I say, going forward we can continue the positivity we have in the group. Uh, we've only spoken about qualifying out the group, we've spoken among ourselves about little targets, little achievements, what we need to do uh, and hopefully we can do it. When I came in I was very open-minded about the, the, the starting group, uh, maybe with the exception of three or four players. As the week's gone on I've got, I've got closer and closer. Uh, I know in my mind now what the starting 11 will be. And later on tonight, when we have another team meeting, the players will know the starting 11 as well. Mm, Gordon, how tough a task will it have been for Steve Clark to select a starting 11 from what he considers to be a very good squad? 
Yeah, I think he, he's his own man. I think he makes big decisions, Dave. Um, so I don't think it'll be a problem for an experienced manager. He'll have had a chat with one or two players and just said, look, this is a team I feel is capable of winning tomorrow night, but they're a squad and he's going to have to use that squad. I'll be a, be a lot of changes probably for the Belgium game um, because I think he'll look at tomorrow night at home. He'll be trying to probably attack more, he'll have more of the ball, he'll have his mind on that, uh, so he'll need the certain players that are good on the ball, and can use the ball a lot better, against Belgium, he'll need players that can defend a lot better, because he's not going to have that much of the ball, so he's uh, he's very well disciplined in what he's thinking, and uh, I'm just interested to see how, he, how his formation is, I think he'll go 4-3-3 tomorrow night Dave, I really do with the personnel he's got, but it's who's going to play up front for me. And I think the three in the middle part, in my opinion, would be Armstrong, McGinn and McGregor. Uh, I think Forrest, Forrest and Fraser pick their cell. You can't leave any of the two out. Who plays through the middle? That's my big question, Mark. S. Miller has been in touch on Twitter at Clyde SSB. His starting lineup for tomorrow. This is an interesting one. Uh, Bain in goals, a back four of O'Donnell, Mulgrew, McKenna, and Robertson. Two sitting midfielders, Gordon, in McGregor and McTominay. Three further forward, Forrest, McGinn, and Fraser, with Russell leading the line. What do you make of that? Um, yeah, it's not bad. Um, I just think that he's got. Forrest or Fraser I think both will play I don't think you can leave out guys like Ryan Fraser who's been linked with Arsenal's and the amount of money down south you've got James Forrest that's picked up every award in Scotland so you've got to play uh, players that are on forum and then you know Johnny Russell uh, although he's uh, playing over in America I think he scored a hat-trick not that long ago still playing still match fit he might look at that He's not had a, a rest. Um, but you've got Burke in there as well. Whether we'd go with him up top, because when he came up to Scotland at first under Brendan Rodgers, he started very well through the middle, scored a few goals, and then obviously faded away. Um, but he's got one or two options. He might just throw in a curveball. He might throw in Brophy. He knows him. I'd be surprised, but he might just throw him in there because that's Steve Clark's way of doing things. Some more uh, tweets uh, coming in. John Boy, come on, Scotland. This could be a special time. Uh, we need to give Steve Clark a good bit of time on the job. Good things come to those who wait. Uh, and good evening to Gazzarino. You're going to like this one, Gordon. Mm -hmm. Who is this host tonight? Listening to him make conversation with DL is like overhearing a couple on a bad date. Well, I'll just say one <laughs> thing, Dave. I've been married three times. You're perfectly safe where you are just now. So um, doing a great job, let me tell you that. And um, the John um, is in Coatbridge. We'll go to him in uh, just a moment. Um, John, before we get your point, what what are you what are you thinking about uh, tomorrow's match? What are your thoughts? I mean, as, as, as Gordon says, I always I always agree with Gordon. You know, Gordon's my favourite on here. Anyway, no, but I think Gordon's right. The, the more obviously, we're more an offensive team, and against Belgium. Uh, it'll be more uh, defence But as I say I've, I've got a good feeling about Steve Clark I think he's a very good organiser I mean a lot of people maybe think he's defensive But I think he can tweak it here and there as well But uh, as I say I, The team I'm not a little far off the team that Gordon said you know what I mean I would go But as you say It's who plays through the middle 
and Johnny Russell is playing quite good now, you know what I mean? Which I've seen him recently, you know what I mean? So, as I say, but I wouldn't play Oliver Burke. I think Oliver Burke lost his confidence again. I don't know what's happened with that boy, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he started off well with Celtic, but when he came in loan, then he just seemed to have faded away. I don't know what the problem is with him. John, I, I agree. I think that he will go. That's why I said that um, at the beginning, I think he'll look at Mulgrew. Because the one thing about Charlie Mulgrew is, He's got a fantastic left peg. He can pick a pass. He can step into the middle of the park. He's very comfortable. He can hit a terrific free kick. Corner kicks, he's brilliant at as well. He's good in there in the box. He can go and get you a goal. So, with the fact that we should have most of the possession tomorrow night at Hamden, I think you might just look at him. Would he play him against Belgium? I don't think he would. But up front is the big one. And that's why I'm saying a curveball might be thrown in there by Steve Clark because that may just be the way that he's going about his business and he might just throw in, Brophy, and say, listen, go on, you're playing against Cyprus. I know what you can do. I've worked with you day in, day out. I know that you're capable of playing at this level. He might give him the opportunity. John's right. But when he started off at Celtic under Brendan Rodgers, you thought he's not a... He's not a a player that plays through the middle, he's a wide man. But through the middle, he looked very dangerous, scored a few goals, and then all of a sudden, his confidence, for some reason, I don't know, just completely went. And he looked terrible. And even at the end, of the, people were were thinking of throwing in a young Dembele, 16-year-old, in front of him. So it shows you how bad he became, not in the fact that, you know, the young lad's a terrific player, but he's gone from that level down to... Player, uh, supporters saying don't want him in the team and the other one is obviously Russell Russell is match fit so I think it's going to be between the, those two John on the eve of um, Steve Clark's managerial debut you know Scotland have obviously been in the doldrums for quite some time are you excited about what lies ahead? As I say that I'm, I'm quite a big fan of Steve Clark not I mean as I say as Gordon knows I'm, I've been on here would you call it I, I didn't want Neil to get the job Right, but as I say, I'll be 150% behind them, which are most Celtic fans to be, all of them. But as I say, I would have to, I'd have took Steve Clark as a manager for Celtic, you know what I mean? But obviously, I wanted a bigger name to start. But as I say, I think he'll do a good job for Scotland. He's a, he's a very good organiser, you know what I mean? So I think, I think, he's, I think he'll do well, you know what I mean? And, you, so and I, you've, you've got a point about Celtic as well, John? I well, to be truthful, I've not seen a great deal, Gordon, of this young boy Turnbull, right? I'd be lying if I said I've seen a lot, but what I've seen him, I've been impressed, right? So. I think Celtic should pay the money, right? I mean, as I say, I think two million is a quite a good offer, really, for a boy that's not played a lot of football. But Gordon, do you think if Celtic buy him, with Neil loan him out again? Because we've got a rare talent in midfield, unless there's something behind the scenes we don't know that they're going to sell people, like maybe Rogic or something like that. But uh, what do you think, Gordon? Do you think they'll? Uh, do you think if they if they sign the boy, do you think they'll loan him out again? No, I think he'll play. I think he'll play a part in Celtic's um, first team squad next season. I don't think he'll be a Lewis Morgan that's, you know, been brought in, loaned out, brought in, loaned out sort of thing. I think that he'll be a big part of it. I really do. Because um, I think the boy's that talented. And the only reason I'm saying that is because if you look at Celtic's midfield, it's full of terrific footballers. You would probably be sitting here if you were a Celtic fan thinking, right, we need to target maybe a right back we maybe need to target a left-back to give a little bit of cover for Tierney. We need a centre-back in there as well. And do we need a centre-forward? 
So it shows you how important that Turnbull must be to Celtic, a midfield player, if they're going right after him. So if I think that they're going to go out and get him and pay the money for him, I don't think there's any chance he will be loaned out. I think he'll be a big part of it next season. John, thank you very much indeed for your call the fans are getting in touch uh, Gordon with their mm. uh, particular lineups uh, on on Twitter at Clyde SSB John Digney has Bain in goals O'Donnell McKenna Suter and Robertson at the back uh, McGregor and McTominay as the sitters then Forrest McGinn and uh, Fraser uh, playing behind uh, the main uh, striker um, who is that? Who is uh, Russell mm-hmm. The page will just open up for me um, There's another one just in now as well It's uh, Neil Thompson uh, His Scotland team is uh, Bain and Goals O'Donnell, Mulgrew, McKenna and Robertson Then McGinn and McGregor Further forward Forrest, Kearney and Fraser With uh, McNulty up front So there's it, it's great to see the different uh, Opinions coming in Yeah it? well In my team uh, Dave I'm completely different I've got Armstrong in there And the reason I've got Armstrong in there Is if we're playing The one striker We need a player Especially at home To go beyond that striker And I think Armstrong's brilliant at it I really do I think he can get Into the positions I think he can get in behind The, the striker And cause problems And he can probably Finish as well so that's the reason I've went with the sort of a balance. McTominay is a great talent, you've got to see. You don't mm. play with Manchester United if you're not. But I just think with McGregor in there can control things. I don't think we need two sort of a similar players getting on the ball and making the passes. I think we need forward-thinking running players. I think McGinn will go forward. I think Armstrong would go forward. I think McGregor can just sit there and control everything. When Scott Brown was out the team, he was absolutely terrific at it. Uh, he just sat in, the, in front of the back four, picked everything up, never gave the ball away, passed the ball all day long. I've just got a funny feel, we need legs in this team. We need forward-thinking players I think Steve Clark wants to be attacking. At the back, I can see a case for, against Belgium, Suter and McKenna, two real good defenders. But if we're going to build from the back, Steve Clark might want to build from the back, which I think he will do. I think we need players, when we get the ball, on the ball, comfortable. I think Mulgrew's brilliant at it. Indeed. Well, Scotland... um Expected by most people to comfortably see off Cyprus, who are 45 places below us in the world rankings. However, Andy Robertson says it's not that simple. If anyone has watched Cyprus, I think you know you would be daft to think that. I think they're a, they're a good nation. The games they've played have been tight. I think Belgium ended up being comfortable against them, but I think they scored maybe two or three quite late goals. So, look, we know how hard this is going to be, but you know we believe that. If we show up to 100% and we do the things that we've worked on this week, then then we can win the game. And that's the confidence that we'll take into it. And, of course, we believe we can win the game, but it's all about showing them respect, which we do, because we've watched the clips and we know that they can cause us problems. And it's all about dealing with their problems and then, you know, causing problems of our own. So, you know, hopefully you'll see that tomorrow night. Uh, the level-headed approach by Andy Robertson, he's a, a great... Uh, role model isn't he a great guy to have as captain he just seems so unflappable and that can spread throughout the team throughout the dressing room well you can get carried away because there's not such a thing as a certainty in football the one thing Cyprus will do tomorrow night they'll come they'll be organised they'll camp in and they'll probably say to Scotland try and break us down and they'll try and make it very very difficult for them 
and then try and hit Scotland on the counter attack or hope they get a set play or hope they get a decision there, free kick, it goes for them. But they will try and make it as difficult as they can. And that's what Andy Robertson's probably saying there. Look, everybody, calm heads are needed tomorrow. We've got to build our way in here. We're under a new manager. Let him get his, you know, his ideas over. Let us go out in the park and try and put the ideas into, you know, winning games. So it's it's a slow build up. They, yes, of course we want to go out there. We want to get the first goal in the first ten minutes. We want to go and score an R three or four. But it might not be like that tomorrow night. It might just be a patient, patient game. Even if you walk away from Hamden tomorrow night and it's a one or a two nil, you'll be happy with that because it's the start of a long journey under Steve Clark. And you've got to give him time to get his ideas into the Scotland squad. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'll take a look ahead to the Women's World Cup very soon. We'll hear from defender Jen Beatty after your travel latest with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Dave Galloway here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard and with me is Gordon DL. We are on until 7 o'clock, have your say, by calling us on 0141 951 1025 and that is what uh, Alec has done. Alec from Parkhead. Uh, good evening, Alec. You've got a point about Celtic. Hi, how are we doing? How are we doing, Gordon? Hi, Alec. Good evening. Uh, good. Uh, not long until the new season starts, eh? Yeah, excited, Alec. I'm excited to see the two squads, actually. I know that it's more than Rangers and Celtic, Celtic Rangers, Scotland, but they're the big teams and they're the ones that make the signings that everybody's interested in. Uh, definitely. It was good to see that Celtic's obviously going in early with a £2 million bid. And I was just saying to the lady who took the call, uh, £2 million, I know that will go up, it definitely will go up, but you know, I wouldn't be too... Too first of the boy Henderson, not in a bad way because he's going to be a player. But the boy Henderson went to Motherwell on loan for the season because I think that he'll get used with Celtic this season. But he's not going to be a first a first teamer. Whereas with Motherwell, it could sort of soften the blow. So for Celtic, it could be a one-one because we're going to get a boy back if it was the case who get a full season under his belt at Motherwell. But regards to the boy Turnbull. I think Celtic will get him. I think we will get him out of the line. The good thing is he's Scottish. He's young. And, you know, he could be he could be a player for Celtic for the next four or five years. Alec, I think he's... Um, I, I agree with you with his talent. I think he's uh, a terrific footballer. He's at a great age of 19. He's only going to get better. He's a midfield player that, um, you know, he, he demands the ball. He can score goals. He sees a pass. He's got everything in his locker to be a top, top player. I think that what Celtic see in this lad as well is a big, big investment. I think if you get him over a line for, you know, Motherwell are putting out figures there, whether it's two or not, three million pounds, Celtic are looking at two. So see, even the worst game at the worst, and it is two and a half million plus a player loan for a season. I think that's great business for both clubs. And I think it's a great bit of business in the future for Celtic because this guy will go on to play for Scotland under Steve Clark. No doubt whatsoever about that. He'll be an international football player and I just think he's got everything in his locker and if he goes to a club the stature of Celtic, I think he'll get better and better and better. And I think that two million, two and a half million or even three, whatever they pay for him, 
that will be pennies considering what he's going to be worth. Alec, do you feel that um, Celtic have got a, a lot of work to do to stay one step ahead of uh, their old firm rivals? Well, I think that you know it's no, no secret that we have got a, a few a few positions that we need to fill. We need cover for Tierney. Uh, we need a right back. We definitely need a centre half. Midfield will take care of itself, and I think that if we get Griffiths back, that's going to be a brand new signing. But I think for Scottish football, not just with Celtic Rangers, because you've seen impro- the, the, how Kilmarnock have improved, but you know, as it's going to be nothing tough next season, and Celtic they need to go out, and we because obviously how early we are with Europe, we need to try and get our business done early. Um, yeah, I agree with that as well, Alec. I think that sometimes getting business over a line it, it helps you, but you know you've got to be careful because people know, especially in Scotland, if Celtic get in for any player in Scotland, people know that Celtic have got money, so they're going to ask for top dollar. Of course they are, and quite rightly so. Uh, so Celtic have got to make sure that you know it's value for money for them as well. Um, they've got a big squad there. They've got Totten load and, and players are starting to go out the door and obviously wages. They've got massive massive wage bill. That's got to come down as well to free money so that Neil Lennon can go and get the targets he wants. Uh, I'm just... I, I can't wait for this, the first game of the season to see Rangers and Celtic squads. I think that'll be really incredible, the players that will come in and the players that will leave in this summer's transfer window. Okay, Alec, thank you for your call. Uh, Let's turn the spotlight now on Scotland's women's team, as promised. Now, what a game to kick off our first ever World Cup campaign against England in Nice on Sunday night. The Old Enemy are one of the favourites to win the competition, ranked third in the world, 17 places above the Scots. However, Jen Beattie, the defender, says we can get a campaign off to a flying start. We're definitely used to being the underdogs. I think we you know, we take that on board and we're, we're happy to be that. We definitely have confidence within the team, but... Scotland, we're used to being underdogs and we will take that, you know, title all day. I feel like as a squad in general, we've come on so much, you know, whether it's mentality or physicality, even Cherry Care coming in, a completely different coach, a completely different style of play. Um, I would say it's it's different on many levels. Well, Gordon, um, you know... England, let's look at the last meeting with England at mm-hmm. uh, women's level. Euro 2017, they handed us a, a 6-0 uh, thrashing, but surely the gap between the two teams has has narrowed. And, you know, Shelley Kerr has done a great job so far. Well, just to get there, first and foremost, Dave, is a terrific achievement for her and Scotland. And uh, they'll be looking forward to that game. Um, England will get as strong favourites. So anything they can get in Sunday in the opening game will be a bonus for her and uh, she can look forward to the next two uh, which she's capable of winning Um, so England is just one of those free hits because you would expect England with the strength of squad and you know the players that they've got at their disposal they will be really big favourites to win but Scotland have been underdogs a lot of games and come out on top so let's hope for the best
Yeah, getting off to a, a solid start is so important, isn't it? Because that defeat at Euro 2017, the 6-0 hammering, that was Scotland's first game and, and it really kind of knocked their confidence for six, didn't it? Yeah, but that's gone. That's in the past. They've got to look forward to Sunday now. They're better, they're better uh, organised. It was very interesting that uh, the Scotland manager, Steve Clark, said the first thing he said to them was, sort your defence out and make it difficult uh, for England to beat you. And I think that uh, that's what they'll be working on. And uh, hopefully they can grab a goal and have something to hold on to. But yeah, of course, England getting strong favourites. But um, I'm looking forward to that game as well. I, th- I just think we're in for a terrific weekend. To- looking forward to tomorrow night. Cyprus at home, watching Steve Clark um, stamp his authority on the Scotland side. And then obviously the Scotland's women team against the, the old enemy on Sunday and the World Cup can't get any better great weekend ahead Dave yeah it's going to be absolutely fantastic so much to look forward to this weekend as we've touched upon Gordon tomorrow night firstly Scotland's men's team against Cyprus at Hamden how's it going to go? I think we're going to get a positive start um, I don't think that it's going to be a four or a five comfortable drubbing of Cyprus um, but I think we will get a couple of goals I think we've got goals in that team I think we've got bags of energy I think we've got a lot of players as well that are trying to prove themselves now to the Scotland manager um, and I think they'll be about to prove a point to say you know Steve Clark's got a long road ahead of him as I keep saying they want to be a part of that and I think they'll be about to prove that tomorrow night and I think we will get a positive start tomorrow night Three points, and I'm going for probably a two-goal, two-nil. Yeah, speaking of Steve Clark, in the past there have been, you know, under other managers, there have been call-offs for Scotland squads, and, you know, we have put big question marks against them, but you get the impression with Steve Clark, that's not really going to be an issue now. Yeah, it's the only thing I've got against the players, uh, Dave. I don't care who the manager is. If you get an opportunity to play for your country... There's no better opportunity in football. It's a great achievement to get called up to to pull on that jersey and represent your country. So forget who the manager was. That was a disappointing bit for me with the players. But that's all gone. That's by now. Uh, It's a new dawn. Steve Clark is at the helm. And uh, the players are all coming out. And every time you hear a player's interview uh, in the last few days, every single thing has been positive. So hopefully this will kick off tomorrow night with a good start, good three points, good win, and then we can move on to a very, very difficult game against Belgium. And we've touched upon the crowd, 20-odd thousand we're looking at, but uh, if they can be sent home with a with a smile on their face, that's really important for the Tartan Army. Yeah, not just that. There'll be a lot of interesting people sitting watching on TV uh, to see what Steve Clark's going to bring to the table. Uh, it's up to the manager It's up to the players Because it's, it's a lot of money nowadays To go to football games So you want entertained But you want a team That you want to be proud of And that's what Steve Clark's looking to do That's what he's wanting to do He's wanting to put a team out there That the Scottish fans will be proud of They'll be willing to turn up They'll be willing to pay their hard-earned cash And go and support their team I think that starts tomorrow night, so I think it's positive. Scoreline prediction then? 2-0 for me.
2-0 and our women's side against England what's your prediction for that one we know that it was a 6-0 defeat surely it won't be that again can can Scotland get a win will they get a win uh, I would love to say yes Dave but if you're asking me honestly I just think that Phil Neville's England team is a bit strong but I think we'll do well in the competition that's a free hit on Sunday and we'll look forward to the next two games yeah I, ju- I just cannot wait it's just going to be a, a fantastic uh, weekend uh, like you say okay that's your lot for tonight's show my thanks to Gordon Diel a reminder that you can keep up to date with everything that's happening on Twitter at Clyde SSB GBX Friday is next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.